Thank you. What is the most breathtaking sight that you have ever seen? Maybe it was a beautiful sunset or some incredible building somewhere or an amazing landscape that you've seen. Now turn and tell the person next to you what that was. You're allowed to talk at this point, it's okay. That'll do, that'll do, that'll do. Just one thing, that wasn't a conversation. Finish them later. Um, we're going to look tonight at something much more impressive than anything that anyone in this room just said. If you had just sat down next to Ezekiel tonight, the Old Testament prophet, he would have had a much better one than you. You know, whatever you were pulling out, oh, I saw the Great Pyramids, I've seen like a sunset over some Mediterranean island, he would have just been like, yeah, mate, I saw the glory of God. That is infinitely more impressive. So we're gonna think now about that glory of God and use it to fuel our prayers. We want this to cause us to cry out to God in praise for his glory. And to do that, we're gonna look tonight at this verse in Ezekiel, this man who saw the glory of God appear before him. So as we're doing this, can I ask you to keep your Bible open? I'm gonna keep referring back to verses, so it's good if you just have that out in front of you. Ezekiel chapter one, verse 28. Um, use a contents page. It's also on page 831. It's about two-thirds of the way through your Bible. You'll find it. So Ezekiel is a Judean at this point, one of God's people who has been taken into exile into the city of Babylon. The king of Babylon, this guy called Nebuchadnezzar, he's taken a group of the Judeans as prisoners, basically to become his servants. So they've been taken away from their homes and they're now living in this foreign land. Ezekiel is one of these exiles. They've been over in Babylon now for about five years and there's a group of them living, look with me at verse one, by the Kebar River. And as they're staying there, Ezekiel sees a vision of the glory of God. So in chapter one, we get this incredible description of the glory of God. And as we reach verse 28, Ezekiel summarizes what he's seen. Look with me, halfway down. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of God. When I saw it, I fell face down and I heard the voice of one speaking. This verse teaches us about the amazing glory of God. There are three things that we can learn from this verse about how amazing God is and why it is good news for us. So first, we can see that God's glory is beyond anything that we can imagine. Actually, one of the most amazing things about this prophecy is that it is given to Ezekiel while he's in Babylon, and yet the glory of God is there too. We see in verse three that Ezekiel was a priest, so he would have already known about the glory of God. As a priest in Jerusalem, he would have known that the glory of God lived in the temple. You know, we learned that when we looked at kings earlier this year. They built the temple in Jerusalem, that's where the glory of God was. 
If you asked Ezekiel, Ezekiel, where's the glory of God? He would have said, Jerusalem, it's in the temple. Go there, you'll find it. So when the the exiles get carried away to Babylon, they would have watched the temple get further and further away in their vision, getting smaller and smaller until they couldn't see it anymore. And it would be like they're being taken away from the glory of God. But here, but here it is. The glory of God appears to Ezekiel in Babylon, right in the heart of the enemy territory, miles from the temple. God's glory is there. God, we see, isn't scared by the Babylonians like Ezekiel might be. He hasn't been put off by the armies that they have. So the glory of God is much more amazing than we can imagine. It appears even here in Babylon. It accomplishes more than Ezekiel imagines. It is greater than we think it is. We also see how incredible God's glory is through Ezekiel's reaction. Think back to whatever the most amazing thing you've ever seen was. Just have a think back. Maybe when you saw it, you responded with an, ooh, that's nice. Maybe you took a photograph of it or a selfie if you're that way inclined. When Ezekiel sees the glory of God, he falls flat down on his face. That's quite a reaction. The glory of God was so incredible, so astounding, that all Ezekiel could do when he saw it was fall down on his face. Now, Ezekiel isn't easily impressed either. This guy has been in Jerusalem, which is an impressive city. He's been in the temple, which was decked out, ceiling to floor in gold. He's been in Babylon, the capital of this great empire, maybe seen the hanging gardens. So he's a well-traveled guy. He's seen all this impressive stuff. But when he sees the glory of God, he is so astounded, he falls down on his face. The amazing glory of God that is described in chapter one, it is beyond our imagination. So Ezekiel falls down on his face. If this was a kid's talk, I would ask us all to do that, but it's not, so I won't. He falls down because this is, God's glory is more amazing than he could ever have thought possible. It's there with him in Babylon and it looks incredible. So tonight, first thing, we can praise God for his glory because it is incredible. It is beyond our imagining. Praise him tonight for all the amazing things he has done and for all the ways he is incredible. But he is also bowing down because the glory of God, the perfect glory of God shows him how sinful he is. The first thing we saw, God's glory is more than we can imagine. The second thing, God's glory shows us how sinful we are. God's glory is so perfect that it shows us the contrast between his goodness and our own wickedness. When we pray about God's glory, We should pray also in repentance for all the bad things we have done. God's glory reveals to us just how sinful we really are. It is like switching on the light in a really unclean room 
and suddenly you see all of the mess, all of the filth that is there. It is the same with us. God's glory exposes our hearts and shows all of the bad things we do, all of the bad things we say, all of the evil things that we think. God's glory shows them all to us by the contrast between his perfection and our sinfulness. This can be uncomfortable for us. Ezekiel was so ashamed of all the wrong things he had done that he fell down onto his face. It's a sign he's impressed. It's also a sign that he can't bear to look at this perfection because of what he is like. Compared to the perfection of God, he's not worthy of having anything to do with it. He deserves the just punishment of God. That is a terrifying thought. If we really think about it, we should be like Ezekiel and bury our heads in fear of God's glory. It is amazing. It is incredible. But it demands that sinners are punished. We should tonight cry out in repentance toward God for our sin this evening, prompted by his glory. Well, that would be a really sad place to actually stop tonight, so we won't. There is one more thing that we need to see from this passage, and it is the most amazing thing about God's glory. If you've fallen asleep, pick yourself up, kind of slap yourself. If the person next to you has fallen asleep, slap them, because this bit is important. When Ezekiel is lying on the ground, totally ashamed of all that he has done, he hears the voice of one speaking. Now that's such a tiny phrase that he heard someone speaking, but it should give Ezekiel and us so much hope. God's glory means also that he will not abandon his people, even though we are so sinful and so far from God, he still wants to have a relationship with his people to save them. That's why he shows Ezekiel his glory and why he then speaks to him. God wants to talk to Ezekiel so that he can take a message to the people. As we read through the whole book of Ezekiel, we see that God is very angry about all the wrong things that people have done. We do see that his glory demands that wrongdoing be punished. But we also see God forgiving people. God bringing people close to himself in spite of all they have done. Well, today we see the glory of God shown through Jesus Christ. In him, we see that God cares so much about people that he will send his son to be born a man and to die a horrible death on the cross. Also that people can come to God towards his glory. That means that while God's glory should make us uncomfortable and show us all our own sin, it also means that we have been shown amazing, glorious grace. It means that we are offered this amazing chance to be brought into a right relationship with God. So as we pray now together, we can think about God's glory. 
God's glory should lead us to adore God because his glory is far more incredible than anything that we can imagine. Praise God tonight for all he has done, for all he has revealed in the Bible, for all that he is. It is far more incredible than the most impressive thing you've ever seen. God's glory should also make us aware of our sin. Remember that Ezekiel fell down on his face because the glory of God showed him just how sinful he really was. God's glory should make us confess that we are not worthy to see his glory. And finally, we should thank God that in his glory, he still wants a relationship with us, that he sent his son Jesus down so that through his death, we can be made right with God. God showed his glory to us in this way. We should respond in complete adoration for what he has done through Jesus. We have a glorious God. Let's praise him now in prayer.